So though the world defined by time is looking increasingly unreal, <laughs> you realize that you know, things don't really end, they just shift into something else, uh, dates, just numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your own experience, memories, swell and surge, the future invites and beckons and frightens and makes you impatient. So definitely a force is there, but these are not uh, abstractions on calendars. These are the potencies that are present for us in the potencies of citta and swelling, and bulging, and pulling, and dragging. Jitta uh, is confused. Experiences change, and it creates time out of it. Things are certainly, things certainly changing, and you experience something sequential. Future. There's a future, there's a past. We don't know the future. Past is a guesswork. This searching for sequence, it's called bhava, becoming. Under the pressure of that, citta longs, creates schemes, plans, obsesses, worries, regrets, mm-hmm. suffers. Pressure of bhava, becoming. And much of the activity is about the future. What will happen if, when we'll get this done? And in this uh, COVID situation, this one keeps being continually, continually snatched away from us. When will we get out of this? Don't know. It'll all be over by June, they said. Whoops. It'll all be over by October. Whoops. It'll be over by Christmas. You know, they're saying, if you don't fight Easter. <laughs> and so I was saying, no, it's never going to be over. It'll just, we'll, we'll learn to live with it. <laughs> you know, kind of like everything else, sickness is part of being human. <laughs> sickness is part of the sensory domain. And yet how much is continually being asked to predict the future? Yeah. Make it certain and clear that anxiety, which is confused, gets impatient, frustrated. When's this going to happen? When will the delivery arrive? Why is this taking so long? Why is there enough happening? It's boring. Not getting enough new things coming in. Chitta suffers obsession with becoming this and that sequences, extensions. What will I do when I'm 50, when I'm 60, when I'm 70? (laughs) The same as you're doing now, (laughs) worrying about the future. (laughs) Because it's a habit. And if you don't deal with it, It goes on 
and there's the next birth. <laughs> Jitta's confused. Great territories. You know, we, we believe we exist in a world of place. So I can say I live in Britain. But most of it I've never even seen. It's not a very big island. Most of it I've never even seen it. I've seen what? I've lived in this place, this monastery for 40 years. Still, even in this few acres. I haven't seen most of it. You really look down to get down to it, you know, you look into the soil, the earth, the trees, how many of them you've really seen? How can you remember can you remember them? It's a fuzzy feeling of being at Chitriveka, forest, sky, rain, sun, cows, you know, memory. That's where I live. How real is that? Memories, pictures, images, feelings. Jit is confused, thinks it's a solid world out there. This is the <laughs> Bawa becoming, extending in this world of space. It's apparent world of space. Certainly phenomena arise, touch, move, sights, sounds happen. Consciousness occurs, arises, bringing data with it. Yeah, we're in there, we're in the middle of that, with stuff just washing over, washing over, washing over. Mm. And realizing one day we'll probably leave it. What happens then? Where do I go then? Where do I go then? More of the same. You go to more of the same, because that's what you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you look at it, it's just staring you in the face, isn't it? The world you create now will be the world you create in the future. Because you, you know, because the mind is creating it. Jitter is cooking it up out of what? Sight, sound, touch, taste, impressions. Probably not even sight and sound, but the pieces of sight and sound that interest you, attract you, annoy you, delight you. It's not even sights and sounds, it's mental attention. Mental attention. <coughs> mano is the mano attention is the chief of all dhammas, leads them on. What we attend to creates our world. Jitter's confused, thinks it's out there. And when your your attention is caught in some obsession, the visual world disappears. It's just wallpaper. And here we are going, worrying about this and that. And when we get this done on time, and what's wrong with her, it's going on. I'll even see where we are. That's 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 where we that's where it's that's where it lives. Chitta. In all that, mm. spun in its own 
confusion. And people say, well, what can you do for the world? It's just going to work in the world. Does Buddhism make the world a better place? Just a minute. What, what world are you talking about? What are you talking about? But we absorb so much, Chitta is a highly absorptive medium. We absorb, it absorbs so much, so much data and so much training. And by and large, our attention is trained in terms of social uh, constructions, belonging to nations, living in bodies, being a male or a female, you know, customs and behaviours, systems and customs, you know, time and place, and the structures of the mainstream society, you know, get a job, get married, kids, get on, get some money, get a mortgage, get a house, get a dog, grandchildren, retire, and die. (laughs) What's all that about? (laughs) The real world. Who has any of it, you know? <laughs> Can you find yourself in any of those those pictures, those 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 plays? Can you really find yourself in them? Yeah. Can you find can you find something that you really are in them? Aren't they just descriptions that flush through and trajectories that the jitra is thrown along trying to be the good? guy, the good woman, the successful this, the popular that, the established this, the progressive that, the what, what, who's that? Suffering, trying to hold it all together. Chitta's confused. We take the wrong baseline. Baseline of the person, the baseline of the world, the baseline of time. We try to find peace and harmony and strength and fulfillment in baselines that are really yeah, you know, precarious, conventional, uh, founded on what? Founded on what? On things that have no foundation for chitta, for heart, for awareness, for mind. When I can't even find what Britain is, apart from some ideas, when I can't actually find out who I am, apart from a series of memories and habits and appearances. 
It's the wrong baseline, isn't it? Can you say who you are, really? Can you say where you live, really? I mean, you can get a label, and yet, when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, where's that? Where's that gone? What happened to that? Where is it when you're happy? Where is it when you're lonely? Where's all that? Reality, direct experience, is the baseline. You come to direct experience, you see, well, there's a lot of stuff going on, for sure. It's like a, like a blizzard. First, because of all these accumulations and the confusion of jitta, distortions of jitta, and it's uh, wrong, it's confused foundations. In the ordinary world, we're wasting our time here. What are you doing for the world? Sitting, sitting, sitting in some empty hall. What good? What? You're wasting your life. <laughs> you could be out there. <laughs> and one of the things I'm grateful to my father for is he he followed the, the conventional baseline. And he said, son, don't do what I did. <laughs> if, you can get, if you can get through without doing this, good luck, Let's do it. He said, I work, I work myself silly since I was 14. <laughs> Worked, struggled, suffered, headaches, confusion, yeah, and just trying to get by. And, uh, and the idea is eventually you'll get to the place where you have the golden sunset. And he says, I'm 68, and just headaches, worries, and uh, just getting by. And that's how it started. That's in, that was what it's like at the beginning of it. That's what it's like in the middle of it. And that's what it's like at the end of it. <laughs> you didn't pick up the hint because you thought it was going to change. Because they said, oh, just round the corner, happiness. Just round the corner. See that corner? Just go around that corner. If you go around the corner, there's a little arrow saying happiness that way. If, all right. Just round the corner. See, so you go around the corner, little sign saying happiness that way, fulfillment. So, right. Run faster around the corner. Get some money. Go around the corner. And you keep round the run. It's called the rat race. You've seen the cartoon of it? Happiness, just round the corner. Keep around the corner. There's another arrow saying happiness that way. Run a bit faster. Fulfillment. <laughs> what are you doing now? I'm running. That's what you'll be doing in the future. Because <laughs> you're doing it, right? That's what, and that's what you trained yourself to do. You've set your jitter doing that. The world will arise 
from that basis. The world arises as a series of amazing things you could do in the future. And then it will be fine. Because that's what the chitta is doing right now. Yeah. With certain obstacles, once you get over those, and there'll be nothing you really get over that. That's what it's doing now. Can you read it? What else does it do? I'm not this, I'm not that. Yeah. I can't do this because I'm not that. Yeah. Confusions again. Is he trying to make an identity? Is another strong habit. Is he trying to make an identity? If you make an identity, you can be sure that what that identity will be will be I'm this and I'm not that. That's what an identity is. That's what an, that's the experience of identity. I'm this and I'm not that. I could be that, but I'm this. And if I was that, I'd be this. I'd be better, or worse, or something. But I'm this and not that. It's always it's a dualism. Identity is as me as everybody else. Are they better than me? The same as me? What do they think of me? How can I get on with them? That's an identity. That experience. You're trying to find an identity that's stable and comfortable because it's doing that all the time. That's what identities do. (laughs) They go, how am I? Am I? Am I not? What was I? What will I be? What does she think of me? Am I as good as he is? I could be something else in the future. That's what they do. And if you're doing it now, you can be sure it will continue to do that. That's it. That's what the jitta does in the identity dream and the identity project. It generates this restless search for to be <laughs> something. But what's happening? <laughs> Directly, what's happening? You know, that experience. You know, craving, hunger, thirst. You know. Okay, that's on that baseline. If you stay on that baseline, that's where you will continue to stay. Your jitta will continue to stay. It will create some different colours to that identity, and different, but it will be the same, basically the same emotional patterning, the same psychological struggle, the same feeling of not enough, (laughs) could be, that will continue, because it's staring you in the face, there he is right now, becoming. Now, the direct experience is, is, it's the way out because although it does present some kind of alarming recognitions to to recognize you know you can see this this kind of whole trap of of constructed imaginations and you know and the patterning of it but just be, just bear in mind this is constructed Jit is doing this, and it could stop doing that. 
it could do something else. It could create. It could start with different baselines, and then start weaning it, <laughs> because the confused jitta has lost its foundation. Yeah. It's lost its foundation in itself. Jitta, pure awakened jitta, is is in it is established in itself, in its clarity, in its knowing, in its purity. It's lost that. It's got confused. Sense realm, birth, this whole process has knocked it off its perch, you could say, or it's never been properly on its perch. It's been doing this for a long while. So you wean it. So we say, well, look, let's create a baseline. Forget person. Forget who I am and what I could be and should be and what other people, da 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 da. Just put that one side and say, let's just start on virtue. You know, and start resonating that quality. Yeah, and this is an interesting one because there are, there are certain fundamental, uh, what do you call them, formations uh, that jitta is gets interested in that radically change its its patterns, its habits. One of them is virtue. Now, virtue is a, is about sorry, it's about mutuality. So it begins to kind of replace the sense of the person in a kindly way. It doesn't dismiss it. it says, "Well, be a good person," which means care for others, have respect for others. So you know, so you see. Virtue without loving kindness is just law, which is abstract. We're not here to obey laws, which are basically fear and punishment bound and purely social constructions. I mean, some of them, they they may be useful, but we're not going to all that. But the jitta quality doesn't know what law is, but it knows what virtue is. (laughs) Because that's a direct experience of it resonates qualities of goodwill, ethical intent, and these got a particularly strengthening and uh, effect. Nature jitta is rather like like an energetic form, and you start to resonate this quality of of virtue, and the jitta begins to come together around that. It starts to scrambled, it begins to unify around that, uh, and it's a very healthy unification because virtue always implies there's something else. It's not just the person; it's to you, and to you, and to you, non the respect, the non-abuse, the valuing of others, and the theme is. Can you extend this boundlessly? How far can you widen that? Doesn't mean you have to do a lot. It just means you have that that heart of intention and see where you're to non-harm. Doesn't mean you've got to kind of you know, have a sort of be a fantastic doctor and heal the sick. If you can do, that's great. The main thing is that jitta is aligned to the theme of 
mutual respect, non-abuse, value. We value creatures, we value life. And it lifts, because it's actually found something that is a foundation that makes, that is steady. And is about direct here and now. You're not going to be virtuous in the future. There's no point. Say, well, uh, tomorrow I'll refrain from killing, stealing, lying, but I'll get round to it. No, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's, it's a touching into that quality called hiriotapa. Okay, conscience and concern. I mean, a real, real feeling of the tenderness and sensitivity of harmful influences for one's own heart, for one's citta, and for others. This was one of the Buddha's great realizations. You know, his first realization was that this wasn't the only time round in this particular sensory field. The second great realization was the nature of good and evil. But these are, these are not just social judgments, these are potent energies and forces that drive the jitta this way or that way. And this is karma. So it isn't just like a, you've been a good guy, but actually it's not personal. It's just these are energies and qualities that have definitely a potential effect. Mm. And the nature of good is it brightens and strengthens, steadies, jitta comes together in a strengthened, clarified, bright way. Nature of evil goes to darkness, confusion, agitation, ugliness. Mm. And these are forces that you can experience, <laughs> you know, we will even just watching your own mind when the mind gets angry or violent how does that feel? and when the mind is loving generous, forgiving how does that feel? so you've got something you can check in with the jitta although it's absorbed is also it, it learns and you can learn from direct experience and because of that because the jitta has the capacity to learn when it's given direct experience to, to, to handle because of this factor there's a possibility for liberation and because jitta as it attunes the good acquires tremendous power increasing power and strength there's the possibility to push aside addictive, compulsive behaviours. And because the jitta has a quality of, of brightness and uh, vigour in it, it's also the potential for great happiness, radiant quality. So these, and then, and these are the things you begin to realise, the possibilities that are there. But the important thing, of course, is that we do the learning process, 
touching into a direct experience. How is this? Sensing it, listening to it. How is that? And you keep, and then the chitta can learn. As it learns, it acquires greater confidence, greater strength, greater happiness. And it's able to then push aside or clear or dissolve the obstructions and the confusions that have led it astray. But you've got to start from the right baseline. And so often, the, you know, I can't, well, I can I, and, but, I, but, I, but me, I'm only at wrong line, wrong baseline. <laughs> You've got to be practical. I mean, I'm, only, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 43 years old. Can I read it? It's just, you're not 43 years old. There's a, there's a body that was, you know, recorded as arising 43 years ago. Don't, don't go down that line, you know. Jitta doesn't move in terms of time. Now you're here, and there are other obstructions and accumulations, for sure, and there's the possibility for direct experience, and finding the correct baselines, and strength, and power, and clarity, and happiness will arise. Check it out. Okay? Cultivate. So you look at something like virtue, not from a fear basis, but from a love basis, the respect, the sensitivity, and the the self-respect. When you're living in an atmosphere of respect, that's essentially what it comes down to. Something strengthened and clarified by that, and you get perspective on those voices and those sounds that go ah, bothers and yeah, that's called evil. It's always slurring, sliding, collapsing. Can't be bothered. How does that feel? Learn it. Learn it. That's that. Now you see. Because (laughs) it's not so easy to to see until you've got that something you can measure it with. Now, you know the practice process is is pretty simple in many ways, and the theme is to keep it something that is simple training for the mind. Yeah. Essentially, you can almost get it down to a single process. You know, one, one, one way this is talked about is vitaka vichara, means you place your attention on something and you feel it. How's that? Place your attention on it. How's that? Place your attention directly on how it feels, how it happens. Not what you think about it, but how is it? And you're going to do that repeatedly because by and large attention is learned to interpret and add its own interpretations to experience rather than be direct. Hmm? 
its own views. So we do something very simple, like, you know, sensation in the body. How is that? A thought in the mind. It's a great thought, it's a train of thoughts, stupid thoughts. What's thinking like? What's the ethical quality of that? So this also is called proper attention, or deep attention. Don't go into the story, just notice how it feels to have the story. That story's been going on a long while. That story about me and what I am, what I'm not, has been going on a long while. How's that feel? You've had that thought how many times? You've had that train of thought how many times? Where did it go? Yeah? Well, it's going to go there again, isn't it? (laughs) Because that train goes to that station. (laughs) We get on it, it goes there. It goes there. You don't go into the 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 the, ver- the words so much as the emotional push, yeah. the frustration, or the everybody thinks, or I'm not, or I've got to, or it's my fault, or it's her fault, or nobody cares, or how's that? Touch it, open to it. Listen to it. What's needed? Yes. So jitta can also respond to its own. When you get direct experience, you could, there's going to be this response, which is always going to be whatever removes the stress. Do you think calming, gladdening, firming, reminding, you know, various things. Essentially, you touch, experience, and you listen. How is that? When you get very dark, how is that? And often the Buddha would ask, one of his main teaching methods is to do exactly that. He would say to people, what do you think, friend? Is it this or is it that? And does this lead to suffering or not? Is this praised by the wise or not? What do you think? Hand it over. Touch it yourself. And using it like this. Remember the metaphor is perhaps like the finger. You put your finger on something, you place it, and you feel it at the same time. It's not like you think it and then you feel it. As you touch something directly, just like you put your finger on something, there's the placing. And the sensing. If you push too hard, you lose the sensitivity. What's this about? I can't understand this. What's this about? I've got to get to the point of all this. I've got to figure this out. I've really got to get this worked out. What? What? Oh. (laughs) Your finger's sore. (laughs) That's what you're doing. (laughs) So you touch lightly. The aim of the finger is not to, not to push anything, but just to place and then, then listen. 
And this also is a training to do, because, you know, other social conditioning is to do, is to have that finger that pushes. Get on with it. Push the button. Make it work. Drive. Push. Push. A lot of that imperative, not, um, not so much receptive. Receptive is wasting time when we could be doing important things, getting more things done, poking our fingers at more things, <laughs> stabbing more buttons. <laughs> but you didn't actually receive the last thing you did. You didn't listen to it because you thought, oh, push that and then go on to the next thing. That's called work, isn't it? You get as many of those done as possible. So, when you train like that, yeah, I'll get this done and then I'll get, and I'll get, and I'll get, and I'll get, and I'll get. No, because your finger's doing exactly the same thing. If you're doing it now, it's going to keep doing it. Because <laughs> that's what you're training it to do. <laughs> keep going to the next thing. <laughs> and the idea that you're going to get to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> sore finger, that's all. Then it oh, okay, alright, feel better now, right, go back again and do some more. <laughs> but you haven't actually listened to a single thing, <laughs> taken it in. You know, and a finger, like a mind, is not just a driver, it's also a, a listener. And this has to be, this has to be cultivated. Because it's not that impressive in worldly terms. World is about pushing out everything. This is just like the light touch. How does that feel? Uh, do it again. Light touch. How does that feel? Um, okay. How does that feel? Foggy. Okay, foggy. How's that? Touch. Foggy. Oh, unhappy. Okay. How's that? Unhappy. Uncertain, insecure, anxious, worried. Okay, <laughs> what's needed? Breathing in, breathing out, steadying. Oh, we got to the point. You do this with your mental patterns. Yeah. And you do it, yeah. do it recollecting. And you also... So there's other other themes. You, know, you do it with virtue, honesty. Have you touched your virtue? Have you lingered in it? Listened to it? Enjoyed it? Made much of it? Found out why it works for you? Or did you just follow the law? Did you just follow the rules? Or did you actually listen to your virtue? How's that feel? Listen to the heart. How's that feel? And situations like this are great for that because um, we do make virtue a baseline. But it's not supposed to be about fear and punishment and moral superiority, but about touching many times that place of integrity and concern. And listening to it. Powerful force. Jitta comes together around that and he says, Well, that doesn't matter. Fame doesn't matter. 
reputation doesn't matter. Place I live doesn't matter. My appearance doesn't matter. Not important. I've got a baseline that, that I can actually tune into directly arises in my chitta. It's mine, if you like. You know, it fills me and it nourishes me and it makes you feel good. The rest of it is just opinions and views. So we use. And you can pull these down, you know, virtue. The Buddha said, just recollect it. You can recollect Buddha. Yeah. Buddha, statue, Buddha. Some guy who lived thousand years ago, noble man, and so forth, probably looked down on me anyway. I'm a sort of worldling. <laughs> but this is a major, major theme. It's just a recollect awakening. What? What? Awakening. Wise. Awakening. Free. You start tuning in and tapping some of these meanings, which you have to go, oh yeah, that. Integrity. And the recollections of the Buddha, there are the various recollections that are there in our chanting, which we probably just get through to get to the bit where we stop and meditate. But we could also use those, <laughs> rather than getting through them, to linger in. So, you know, you're saying this, oh, blessed Lord, and the wonderful, bright, blessed, say, welfare, gods and humans, and da-da-da-da, bow three times, then. <laughs> just woo. Like, let's take some of that welfare, that which is for the welfare, yeah. a guide, and tune into that. It's a game we're not so good at because of this incredible thing called the person, this identity stuff. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm my own person. I can do this, or I'm not going to do this if I don't agree with it. I think I don't think that's very good at all. I've got a better idea. I'm going to do it my way because I'm a free individual person. That's what I am. And you can't give me this Buddhist wash. I'm going to figure it out for myself. <laughs> How does that feel? <laughs> who, is, who is the free person? <laughs> who can think for themselves? Most of what you're thinking has come from somebody else anyway. <laughs> Most of the thinking we have is just social conditioning. The language is socially constructed. The references, the values are all they've all been inducted into our into our consciousness, so you really think you know you want to free the chitta from the person so you pause the person's not really a valid baseline what's the valid late baseline is awakening possible. Guidance, training, as a way, as leadership that you could rely upon. Mm. Rise up. Mm. We start to recognize the power 
of the jitta when it begins to steady and straighten and rise up. And it begins to radiate. Particularly once you've cultivated this process of vitaka vichara, so you suddenly tune to the right things and listen and feel them, the energies of those positive qualities have got a definite effect. You start, the heart starts to shine, radiate, open. And it begins to, and then if you practice meditation, it comes into your body. Your body starts to settle, nervous energies cool down. Uh, parts of your body start to open up. You know, shoulders drop, chest opens. Oh, feeling warmed. The samadhi. You get these absorptive effects. Suddenly, this thing, you know, which from the outside is what it is, becomes something rather luminous and bright and, and strong. And you can sit in that, and the pain disappears, and the fatigue disappears, and the heaviness disappears, yeah? and the itchiness disappears. Yeah? It's got that, that power to it. Because it's a, the power of the heart is just something we never really we lost realization of, because by and large in the me- mechanist age, all the power of the human being has been exported into devices, machines, and systems. We've given it away. <laughs> You know, we've exported it into books and systems and laws and social structures and devices and so forth that we can't live without. Right? Where did it all come from? The jitta. And it's now there. And now I need an expert to tell me how to do anything because I've managed to export all my intelligence. <laughs> You know, people can't find their way down the street without a GPS. And it's all got in the, you know, this is like bringing it all back home. Because the intelligence that we're using here is intelligence to get out of suffering and stress, out of the confusion, into purity and awakening. And that's not just theoretically, it's a felt, directly felt experience. The weight disappears, the stress melts away, and the world changes very radically. There's a place and experience where there can be generosity and sharing, where there can be something unconstrained, unrestricted by a time and place. And according to the ones who've really developed this, unrestricted by aging, sickness and death. The Tathagata dwells with unrestricted jitta. Unrestricted by feelings, perceptions, forms, consciousness, defilement, suffering, aging, sickness, death. That's the potential. And we start very humbly, just this, how's that? How's that? How's that? And so we say, try that. Oh, yeah. 
Try generosity. Oh yeah. Try virtue. Try loving kindness. Try sitting still and bringing your awareness into your into your entire body yeah. and sweeping steadily. Try tuning into experience of just your own body breathing with no deadline and no have to make it into something. Try tuning into your to your own mind when the thoughts begin to soften and you experience the silences and the spaces. Try tuning into that. You start to things really open up. And it's not that the person is there making it happen. You know, this is one of the major obstacles of all all practice and even all teaching is you can't really find a language form that doesn't get set up the idea that there's a person doing it and a person achieving it because the way the language we're using doesn't <laughs> it always has to have somebody there doing it but so we look at direct experience is there anybody listening there's listening but is there any person listening there's talking is there some person talking or is it just mind bringing up ideas and reflecting does there have to be one and we're so, you know there's a sense of just really learning to discard and spend time even just beginning to discard these unnecessary constructions time, place, identity tune in this is always configured as a fundamental entry point the Buddha said when I reviewed I discarded all the obstructions the, of my worldly life I began to review that and put that aside then the citta settled steadied it's called samadhi ati. it went into samadhi it attained one pointedness it had a sense of right I'm, what I'm, get, I'm coming together you know, I'm collecting together I get a sense of purpose, and then I applied that. Uh, and there was, there was application to that, the jitta picked itself up, and this is where I'm going. And there's a certain uh, inevitability about that, um, that process. Yeah. Well, once you've started, really, that jitta has begun to wake up, it's difficult to go back to sleep again, you know. You, you do get confused, you get lost, strayed, doubt, worry, difficult stuff, but you begin to recognize, no, this is all just obstructions, confusions, and there's a way past this. So as we enter meditation 
time and spending more time meditating or whatever that is, sitting still, just steadying, 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 calming, distilling, clarifying. This is this is <laughs> this is the you know developing huge potential huge potential because you you know for 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 transformation and it always seems on on some level so feeble you know sitting there and feeling tired and pain in the legs and so forth don't go into that it's not find the places which which give you a sense of steadiness don't go into the difficult stuff go into the good go into the place where you do feel steady if that's a mantra so be it if that's the sound of silence, so be it. If that's the end of an outbreath, that's fine. You find the place. You're not here to have, you know, a meditation is just a technique. It's like, it's like ethics is just a law. Meditation is not a technique, and virtue is not a law. You, know, you, you use skillful means where the jitta can get access to something you can touch, listen to, and be furthered by. Then you've got the possibility to to find that, the necessity to find that. Because as far as I've recognized, listening and talking to people, no two people meditate the same. Because each, each jitter has its own configurations and difficulties and weak spots and obsessiveness so you're going to actually keep touching directly opening listening what's needed what's needed and you you get that response walking is needed standing is needed sitting is needed chanting is needed expressing gratitude is needed recollecting one's own virtues is needed and then you start to find these ways in which your jitta is constantly steadied and trained and there's nothing can do so much good Mm -hmm. and nothing that spreads so far nothing that casts so much light nothing that brings so much good into the world as a well trained jitta so my encouragement for your practice and uh, your welfare this evening. Thank you.